Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis as we just reclaimed 44 Gs, baby. Let's go. I'll also be sharing the latest updates from Plan B, creator of the Bitcoin, stock the flow model, and breaking news just in, Honduras special economic zone Prospera recognizes Bitcoin as a unit of account. This makes Bitcoin acceptable for commercial, tax, and financial transactions. Honduras Let's go. Also in today's show, I'll be sharing the latest with the mysterious Bitcoin transaction. Satoshi Nakamoto's wallet resurfaces on a $1.17 million move. We'll also be discussing BlackRock to slash 3% of their workforce ahead of the Bitcoin ETF deadline. I'll be breaking down this latest report, as well as revised forecasts from Bloomberg analyst uh, Baltunes, who cuts his probability of the Bitcoin spot ETF rejection down to 5%, which means 95% likelihood to being approved this week, potentially within the next 24 hours. Also in today's show, speaking of Bitcoin spot ETFs, VanX Head of Research says BlackRock has $2 billion in investments already lined up. We'll also be discussing the latest from the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser. He says the U.S. government plans to seize all the Bitcoin ETF BTC. I'll be breaking this down for you. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Today is pod episode number 1515. I'm your host, JV. Happy Sunday. Church is officially in session. We preach in the holy gospel of Satoshi as we do each and every day, seven days a week. Today is January 7th, 2024. And within the next 24 hours, there is the prospect of a spot Bitcoin ETF being approved finally in the United States after a decade of them kicking the can down the road. It's time. So let's break into our market watch as we do each and every day. Welcome everyone just joining the show. Appreciate the support. Smash the likes. We got Bitcoin trading at 44,500. Let's go. If we can smash 45,000 today, maybe we'll be doing a midnight pump watch this evening. What do you guys think? Let me know. We also have Ether pumping, uh, trading just shy of 2,300. BNB also in the green. YXRP, Cardano, and Solana are all pulling back. And in the red, and zooming out on the monthly to get a broader perspective, we still got Bitcoin up 3% on the month. Ether is down 4%. XRP down a whopping 11%. BNB up 32%. Sol up 40%. And AVAX up 
33%. We also have ICP up 135%, which has been killing it. And checking out uh, coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap, sits at $1.65 trillion, with roughly $45 billion in volume for the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance, same as yesterday, 52.2%, with Ether dominance, same as yesterday, at 16.3%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past 24 hours, we've got GMT leading the pack up 31%, followed by Stacks, now trading at $1.76, up 12% for the day, followed by SEI, up 10%, trading just shy of 72 cents. Below that, we have Celestia, Arbitrum, and BAME. Now, which alts, if any, are you most bullish on for 2024 in this bull market? Let me know in the comments. I greatly appreciate that. And don't forget, this is a live and interactive show. So also let me know where you're tuning in from. Uh, and checking out the crypto bubbles to get a visual perspective, we got Corgi or Corgi, however you pronounce that. Another meme coin up 56% on the daily, GMT up 32% and Stacks up 13%. Zooming out on the monthly, you still got massive gainers across the board for the overall altcoin market, including Sats up 255%, SEI 159%, ICP 132%, and Corgi, or Corgi up 279%. And checking out, uh, the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 71 greed. Yesterday, 70. Last week, a 67. And uh, last month, a 72 in greed. So there you have it. My crypto fam, when 50 Gs? Let me know. Do you think 50 Gs this week? Sometime in January? Holla at your boy. Without further ado, let's dive into our Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next, shall we? We call this astrology for men, family. Bitcoin focused on 44 Gs into the first weekly close of 2024 as multiple new volatility catalysts lined up. And right now we're sitting on the cusp of 44,500 as we continue to pump. Data from TradingView showed narrowing volatility in the Bitcoin price performance over the weekend. Markets remain nervous as to how Bitcoin might react to the approval or the denial of the spot Bitcoin ETF decision due by January 10th, which is Wednesday. Wednesday, only four more days away, and we could potentially see the approval by tomorrow, just FYI. Now, as reported, the seminal event is widely predicted to deal a temporary blow to the bulls in the form of a Bitcoin price retracement and a sell-the-news event. Well, that's according to just a handful of people, including Jim Cramer, but you already know we inverse anything that mofo says. Now, others see the chance for the knee-jerk upside potentially challenging the key psychological levels. Now, regardless of which direction the move might take, indicators nonetheless pointed to a break out from the narrow intraday range. Amongst them was the Bollinger Bands volatility indicator, now narrowing on the daily time frame and a classic precursor to range expansion. Now Bollinger Bands tightening even more heading into the ETF week. And even uh, John Bollinger himself, the creator of this indicator in which it was named after, is anticipating $50,000 incoming here in January, just FYI. And fellow trader Dan Crypto Trades added that the so-called spot premium was once again active on the Bitcoin markets, with derivative traders seemingly wary of going long or short after last week's snap liquidations. Remember, there was like over a billion in longs liquidated, just like that. Quoting Dan Crypto Trades, Bitcoin spot premium has returned since the most recent flush, is trading at a higher premium than prior to the push into 40,000. Feels mostly like people afraid to long and just generally over leveraged longs that got flushed out hard recently. And the longer we range around this price area, the more positions will build up 
with stop losses and liquidations sitting above and below the price. He continued alongside this heat map you see in your screen, leverage Bitcoin liquidity on the largest global exchange, which is Binance. Now, while attention remained focused on the ETF, macroeconomic hurdles were awaiting in the wings. There were in the form of U.S. inflation data with the December prints of both the CPI and the producer price index due in the coming days. So a big week for the markets. Traditionally, a source of short-term volatility for crypto and risk assets in their own right, the data releases would ostensibly need to show inflation continuing to subside. Now, we all know they fudge those numbers, right? Just got to point out the obvious. And as reported, the key result of this, the Federal Reserve pivoting on interest rate policy is not currently expected to occur at its next dedicated meeting at the end of the month. And checking out the latest from Plan B, creator of the Bitcoin stock to flow model. And if you're not familiar with stock to flow, it ultimately predicts the Bitcoin price will hover between 100,000, actually updated it, between 250,000 and a million dollars post 2024 halving to the next halving in 2028. And he just wrote, in 2015, when I fought bought my first Bitcoin at 400 bucks. People said Bitcoin was dead. And in 2019, when Bitcoin was four Gs, I wrote the Stock the Flow article calling for 55,000 Bitcoin. People said I was crazy. Today, Bitcoin is 40 Gs and Stock the Flow model predicts 532,000 per Bitcoin after the 2024 halving. People say it's impossible, but what do you have to say to that family? Please do let me know and let me know if you agree or disagree with Plan B and the uh, Stock the Flow model. Half a million biddies send it. Let's get it. But anyways, let's now dive into our next story of the day. we got a lot to cover. Here's the latest news coming out of Honduras. Big news. Uh, check this out. As tweeted here by the Bitcoin Archive, breaking Honduras a special economic zone, Prospera, recognizes Bitcoin as a unit of account. What does this mean? It makes Bitcoin acceptable for commercial, tax, and financial transactions. There's only one article I found, and here it is on Finbold. So let me read this to you. Uh, Prospera Ziti, the Honduras special economic zone, has officially recognized Bitcoin as a unit of account. This move effectively acknowledges the legitimacy of the cryptocurrency and diverse commercial, tax, and financial transactions. So Bitcoin... Let's go. The announcement disclosed on January 5th by George uh, Colindres, an acting manager and tax commissioner of the zone, outlined the conditions under which legal entities can adopt Bitcoin as their unit of account. Quoting him here, Prospera ZD recognizes the right of resident legal entities organized or registered under the authority of the Prospero Entity Registry Statute of Use. Bitcoin as their respective unit of account in the sense of the monetary unit or measure of value in terms of which their accounts are kept and values stated according to the statement. So for instance, entities interested in adopting Bitcoin as their unit of account must file a notice with the tax commissioner within 30 days of a relevant tax period. The notices should reference and approve major cryptocurrency exchange such as Kraken or Coinbase. And until the implementations of the final Bitcoin tax payment procedure, tax liabilities of Bitcoin electing entities will be determined in reference to Bitcoin for internal accounting purposes. But reported to Prospera Ziti and the United States dollars or local currency, which is the Lempira. Now, how many of you are in Honduras or nearby somewhere in Central America? I'm curious. Let me know. I used to live in Costa Rica, so not too far from there and not too far from El Salvador. And upon the implementation of the final Bitcoin tax payment procedure, tax liabilities will be reported in Bitcoin and the entities will pay the corresponding amount to Prospera Ziti and Bitcoin. The statement also included an approval form that entities can use their Bitcoin 
election. Prospera ZD's general service provider will publish the Bitcoin election notice, form templates, and update the eProspera e-governance platform to include corresponding data entry and filings. Now, Honduras passed the push to make Bitcoin legal tender. It's worth noting that the Economic Zone's decision came after previous rumors circulating that Honduras was on the verge of approving Bitcoin as legal tender. Speculations were rampant that the country might follow in the footsteps of El Salvador in acknowledging the legality of BTC. Now, interestingly, in 2022, the Central Bank of Honduras released a statement refuting the news that the country had declared Bitcoin legal. And in the statement, the institution cautioned against using cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin in payment scenarios, emphasizing the lack of legal backing for such transactions. So there you have it. I mean, big news coming out of Honduras. So sign of the times. Do you think they may potentially adopt Bitcoin as a legal tender? Let me know your thoughts. There's a lot of prospects for 2024. Samson Mao has been predicting that many countries will adopt Bitcoin in some way, shape, or form this year in 2024. Let me know your thoughts of which countries are likely to make that move next following in the footsteps of El Salvador. But anyways, let's dive into our next story of the day. We still got a lot to cover. We just discussed the breaking news coming out of Honduras, recognizing Bitcoin as a unit of account. Now let's discuss the recent mystery of Satoshi's wallet. Someone sent it over a million dollars worth of BTC. So why in the world would someone do that? Well, here we go. In the early hours of January 5th, an intriguing Bitcoin transaction linked to Satoshi's wallet stirred contrast conversations and controversy in the community. An unknown user sent almost 27 Bitcoin valued at almost 1.2 million to the Genesis wallet, which is the first Bitcoin wallet ever. Yeah. So this transaction sparked curiosity and speculation within the crypto space as the funds are unlikely clearly to be recovered. Now the, the sender initiated a transfer from a wallet that is now empty with the transaction fee notably standing at hundred bucks, well above the average transaction fees observed on the Bitcoin network. Engaging into the wallet's origin revealed funds moving from three wallets to 12 other wallets before reaching the Genesis wallet of Satoshi. Now, notably, a significant portion of the funds can be tracked back to a wallet associated with Binance. Now, Arkham Intelligence, a blockchain analytics platform, identified the majority of the funds originating from the Binance-affiliated wallet. Now, the Genesis wallet holds a unique position in the history of Bitcoin, being the very first wallet ever created on the Bitcoin network. It was established by this anonymous entity known as Satoshi Nakamoto, the mysterious creator a BTC. Now, originally containing 50 mined Bitcoins, the Genesis wallet received an increase in funds from the global Bitcoin community on its anniversary, pushing the balance to 72 Bitcoins by the year 2023. And the latest transaction has significantly boosted it to 99.67 Bitcoins, now valued at roughly 4.3 million dollars. So Satoshi Nakamoto awake. Let's discuss it. Nakamoto not only crafted the groundbreaking crypto, but also likely mined numerous blocks during the early days of the network's existence. The exact number of blocks mined by Nakamoto remains a mystery. And despite the theoretical possibility that Nakamoto may still possess the private keys to access the Genesis wallet and other associated wallets, experts suggest that such a scenario is highly unlikely. No movement has been detected in funds linked to Nakamoto, including those of the Genesis block, since Nakamoto's unexplained disappearance in December of 2010. Now, who do you think Nakamoto is? Do you think it's a collective of people? Do you think it's an individual? Do you think he is still alive? Do you think he has ascended? Let me know your thoughts. Now, Coinbase director 
Connor Grogan uh, shared on X that the transaction could either be Nakamoto re-emerging and transferring Bitcoin from Binance or an individual having sacrificed over a million. Personally, I'm pretty confident it's the latter. The exec also suggested that this could be an ETF marketing stunt. What are your thoughts, family? Let me know. And who do you think the mysterious creator behind Bitcoin is? Holla at your boy. And let's dive into our next story of the day. We still got a lot to cover. We just discussed the mystery of Satoshi's wallet receiving over a million. Now let's discuss the latest with BlackRock and the ETF, because we may get that ETF approval within the next 24, 48 hours. So let's discuss this. BlackRock to slash 3% of their workforce ahead of the Bitcoin ETF deadline. Yeah, because Bitcoin is a virtual asset. They could probably get rid of a lot of their staff. Now that I think about it, the world's largest asset manager, BlackRock, reportedly plans to reduce its global workforce by around 3% in the coming days. This comes amid BlackRock's expectations of receiving a favorable news from the US SEC regarding a spot Bitcoin ETF app. According to the report from Fox Business yesterday, January 6th, citing people familiar with the matter, around 600 employees will be laid off as part of routine internal adjustments. It'll be determined by employee performance over the past 12 months. So it sounds like they're looking to get rid of the dead weight as the cream always rises to the top. And additionally, BlackRock reportedly anticipates the approval of his Bitcoin ETF on January 10th. Wow, three more days, family. The same day that the SEC has a deadline to approve or reject the ARC 21 shares, Spot Bitcoin ETF, which is ultimately Kathy Wood's one. Now, however, the SEC deadline for BlackRock's Bitcoin ETF app isn't until January 15th. So they have actually an extra five days in comparison to ARC 21. This comes after a rush of amendment forms were filed with the SEC by the Spot Bitcoin ETF applicants in the recent days, which we have been covering here on the show. On January 5th, BlackRock submitted a 19B4 amendment for its Spot Bitcoin ETF app, as James Safart shares here. Okay, BlackRock 19B4 amendment is in two. Expect to see 11 of these this evening. And shout out to Will Stopson versus Guru. He says, let's go fam. Hit the like, sub, and share. JV is given essential community service. I greatly appreciate that super family. Much love, much respect. The filing was made on the same day as the other asset managers, including Valkyrie, Grayscale, Bitwise, Hashdex, Arc21 Shares, Invesco, Galaxy, Fidelity, Franklin Templeton, Van Eck, and Wisdom Tree. These filings are one of the final steps in the SEC approval process. However, completing S1 documents is necessary for the U.S. exchanges to list shares of investment securities with direct exposure to cryptocurrency. Meanwhile, in December of 2023, it was reported that BlackRock had made changes to its Bitcoin ETF app to make it more accessible for Wall Street banks to participate by creating new shares in the fund with cash instead of just crypto. The in-kind redemption model will enable the major banks to serve as authorized participants for the fund. It will allow them to bypass restrictions preventing the direct holding of Bitcoin or crypto on their balance sheets. Now, this could be alarming at the same time, and hence why we're going to be discussing uh, ultimately the difference between these type of ETFs, which are cash in and cash out. It ultimately means you get the USD equivalent at the time that you cash out. You don't ever receive Bitcoin and you don't put Bitcoin in. So there's no Bitcoin in and no Bitcoin out. Whereas with El Salvador, Max has been talking about they're going to be launching a true Bitcoin ETF where you can actually put Bitcoin in and receive Bitcoin out. But it gets a little more sinister than that. In fact, 
They're saying that the U.S. government has a master plan to seize all of the Bitcoin through the ETFs, which we're going to be covering here shortly as our main story. So let's just dive into our next story of the day. We still got a couple more things to share. Let's discuss this ETF approval and when it is likely. The headline here reads, revised forecast, Bloomberg analyst cuts the probability of the Bitcoin spot ETF rejection to 5%, meaning 95% probability that it gets approved. So yeah, Balchunas lowered the possibility of the SEC delaying the launch of the Bitcoin spot ETF down to 5%. The latest forecast comes as crypto enthusiasts worldwide anticipate a wide-scale approval of various Bitcoin spot ETF proposals by the SEC on Wednesday, the deadline being January 10th. Now, in October, Balchunas and fellow Bloomberg analyst James Safart predicted there was a 90% chance that ARK Invest and 21 shares would receive the approval for their joint Bitcoin spot Bitcoin ETF on January 10th, which marked the final deadline date for the SEC's response on their application. However, in a recent post on X on the 6th, which is yesterday, Balchunas raised the probability of the green lighting to an astounding 95% after declaring that there was only a 5% probability that the SEC would reject the ARC-21 ETF bid in the coming days. Here's what he wrote, James Safart. ARC, number one, good question. ARC withdraws. Well, I guess someone asked, let's spark the conversation. You say 90% sure an ETF. Can you explain to all of us what will happen is the 10% plays out. And here's what he wrote. Number one, ARC withdraws with assurances about March. Unlikely too. Gensler goes nuclear and the SEC denies using new reasons or ignores the court knowing they'd end up back in court again. Unlikely. And number three, uh, Biden <laughs> admin comes down and does something to stop this, which he also says is unlikely. And Balchunas weighed in. Well, said though, I probably go with 5% at this point, but you gotta leave a little window open for these things. So ultimately saying anything is possible, but if you just kind of read between the lines of what's going on, uh, it's going to make them look very bad if they come up with some BS last minute uh, to not approve it. This new prediction is based on the implausibility of all scenarios, which could represent a possible delay or non-approval of the ARC 21 shares Bitcoin ETF app. And in an earlier post on January 6th, Safehart listed these scenarios starting with ARC 21 shares spontaneously withdrawing their ETF proposal from the SEC, which he claimed to be highly unlikely. Another scenario is that the SEC discovers new reasons to reject the launch of the crypto spot ETF, resulting in a drawn-out court battle between the U.S. regulator and ARC-21 shares, a situation that SafeArt believes the SEC would rather avoid, especially following its recent uh, loud legal loss against Grayscale, which we covered here on the show. And the final event that the Bloomberg analyst believes could prevent the clearance of the ARC-21 shares bid is a direct intervention from the U.S. presidency, another scenario that appears remotely possible. Well, Biden doesn't even know what cryptocurrency is, but obviously his handlers uh, deem it uh, basically an enemy, hence why they've been attacking it with people like Elizabeth Warren with their BS bills, which I don't believe are going to go anywhere. But anyways, the D-Day approaches. The importance of the ARC-21 shares joint bid to the Bitcoin spot ETF saga revolves around its final deadline date for an SEC response, which is the earliest of the bunch. Now, it is believed that the SEC will rather approve several Bitcoin spot ETF apps at once, regardless of their respective final deadline date, in a similar fashion as it did with the Ether future ETFs back in August of last year. This belief is backed by the discussions between the U.S. regulator and various applicants in the last few weeks, leading to amendments in respective proposals, which indicates the preparation of an incoming 
approval. And at this time, the set date of the expectation remains January 10th, where crypto enthusiasts, highly enthusiastic about the potential bullish effects of a spot Bitcoin ETF on the price over the year. Meanwhile, Bitcoin continues to trade now this morning or this afternoon at 44,500, having gained now roughly 5% in the last week and we're just getting started so there you have it my fam keep the comments flowing but anyways without further ado now let's dive into our featured story of the day and discuss what's going to happen when the u.s government plans to seize all the bitcoin etf btc according to max kaiser let's break this baby down we'll also be discussing the uh money blackrock has already two billion dollars in investments lined up according to van x head of research so yeah, let's break this baby down. Max has been killing it on X uh, with these tweets all morning. This is one he shared. Number one, government seizes the ETF for national security. Number two, before they send you your US dollars. Number three, price moves up to 100,000 per Bitcoin. Number four, you pay tax on the gain from the payout. And with what's left, you buy Bitcoin at a price $100,000 per coin higher. Number five, the price crashes. And number six, you're now sitting a net losing position from where you started. This was off the back of someone asked them, what's the point after that? You just buy Bitcoin with the USD. And uh, I think Max is making a very clear point. So let's continue with his tweets. Kathy Wood shared, there is no counterparty risk with Bitcoin, unlike the banking system. Max says, oh, hold up. There is counterparty risk with a Bitcoin ETF though. And he definitely makes a good point there. Uh, someone wrote here, Max, this is only true for Bitcoin futures ETFs like BITO. Spot Bitcoin ETFs like iBit are shares that are fully backed by real spot Bitcoin. Send your Bitcoin to us and we'll custody it for you. So don't lose them in a boating accident or something. Max responded, you're not protected against government seizure. And the US government plans to seize all Bitcoin ETF Bitcoin in the interest of national security. And let's continue. Source, a delay in Bitcoin ETF listing connected to coordination with possible anti-self-custody laws. I mean, honey badger don't give a what. Shout out to my Bitcoin honey badgers out there. And uh, also, Bitcoin's implied hash adjusted price now is over 400,000 per Bitcoin. That's with the hash rate at 540 quintillion exahashes per second. We discussed this yesterday. The hash rate and difficulty continues breaking out to new all-time highs, which is a great sign as the Bitcoin price tends to follow the hash rate. Now, also... Quoting Max Kaiser, I shared this. It got a lot of love. Already got 146 hearts and 39 retweets. This is transcribing an interview with Max Kaiser. He was asked, what are your thoughts on BlackRock? And here's what Max said verbatim. BlackRock is terrible. They're one of the worst players on Wall Street. They're completely without morals whatsoever. Their business model is just repackaging stocks and selling them as ETFs. Their ETFs own more stocks than there are stocks, and they charge a fee for that, and they have incredible political influence, and they use it to make it easier for them to game the system. They are really a plague on capitalism. Let me know if you agree or disagree with that sentiment from Max on BlackRock. Now, also here someone wrote, the 5th and 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution already protects your right to self-custody Bitcoin. And then Max points out, no, if there is a national emergency, see Patriot Act. Preach. Now, check this out. I just find this interesting. This is someone shared this. Uh, this is coming from I'm on Smoko, but nonetheless, you can see it right here. Every single aspect of BlackRock is Jewish. Here are the founders. Larry Fink, net worth $1.27 Then it shows you Robert S. 
Capito's net worth, 470 million. Susan Wagner, 422 million. These are the founders. Barbara Nowick, 224 million. Uh, ben Golub, 160 million. And Ralph, 375 million. BlackRock is one of the three largest management firms that own 88% of the S&P 500 companies. BlackRock manages more than 87 billion worth of shares in fossil fuel companies. Aladdin, a technology system developed by BlackRock, unifies the investment management process. And as of 2020, Aladdin managed 21.6 trillion in assets. Now here are the top 15 companies of BlackRock. It includes Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Meta, P&G, NVIDIA, uh, Tesla, Johnson & Johnson, Google, United Healthcare, Berkshire Hathaway, ExxonMobil, Visa, MasterCard, JP Morgan. In fact, they even own roughly 9% of MicroStrategy. So they're juggernauts in the game. Now check this out. Vandalay Bitcoin Industries wrote, Max retweeted it, the government owns BlackRock and BlackRock owns the government. Both entities overlap and want a slice of the lucrative Bitcoin pie. There are many paths to do that and they will pursue all of them. Only Bitcoiners who own their own keys will remain sovereign. Remember fam, not your keys not your coins. Now check out the headlines. Back in 2017, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink calls Bitcoin an index of money laundering. In 2021, why BlackRock is bullish on blockchain, but not Bitcoin. And then in 2022, BlackRock picks Coinbase to provide clients with direct Bitcoin exposure. Hence why we say, don't listen to what they say, but watch what they do because they're fraudsters and hucksters and scammers. You already know that. Now check this out. Eric Voorhees, wrote this, the most important result of a Bitcoin ETF will be that it dissuades or even prevents governments from the harshest potential treatment of Bitcoin, such as the impulse to outright ban it. When 50 million boomers own it passively, the political and economic damage from a ban will be significantly less palatable. It is no longer just an asset for shadowy supercoders, and it is absolutely a Trojan horse about to be pulled through the gates of Troy. Now, Max responded, it won't get banned, it'll get seized. There is a big difference. Now, here's some more tweets. Financial products under the custody of government regulated institutions can be confiscated, stolen, if you prefer. This has been through or true throughout history. Trading with the Enemy Act of 1917, Gold Reserve Act of 1934, and many before for centuries. The Bitcoin ETF won't be any different. Let me know if you agree or disagree with that sentiment. And uh, as shared here, Max retweeted this and he was posting it uh, many times on his timeline. Not likely, but not out of the realm of possibility if you read the fine print. This excerpt is from the Valkyrie Bitcoin Fund Form S1 registration statement. Seizes, impounds, restricts access are outcomes we want to protect our wealth from. The real Bitcoin is superior. Now read this for yourself. I'm going to read it out loud. The trust will dissolve if any of the following events occur. And the first thing we circled here, the U.S. federal or state regulatory requires the trust to shut down or forces the trust to liquidate is Bitcoin or seizes, impounds, or otherwise restricts access to trust assets. So don't think it can't happen. A seizure can absolutely happen. You can't trust these mofos. So as Max says, you are not protected against government seizure and the U.S. government plans to seize all the Bitcoin ETF Bitcoin in the interest of national security. Remember, they're the enemies of Bitcoin. So why wouldn't the enemies 
do that. Now, here's what Alex Jones has to share about BlackRock. The UN has officially adopted the BlackRock plan to forcefully establish a corporate governance system called the ESG. It does not matter what country you're in. It's all the same. Every evil agenda is coming directly from this group. That's why you see the open insanity of men competing against women in boxing across the world, which is breaking news if you missed it. USA Boxing is allowing biological men to fight women. You can't make this stuff up. Now, BlackRock will pull funding if the organizations do not follow the ESG directive. This is how they control you. Now, destabilizing the male-female ecosystem is key to their depopulation agenda. Eugenics. We are dealing with a death cult. He also tweeted, this is extremely important info. Know your enemy. If the people would just read what BlackRock and World Economic Forum are saying and doing, it'll be game over for them. They are openly pushing a dystopian plan for the world. The communist Chinese-style COVID lockdowns were just a beta test. Read the globalist plan and uh, to use a novel virus for the pretext to launch a planetary police state controlled by the UN. We are here now. And even uh, Jimmy Dore uh, actually had uh, Alex Jones on the show and they wrote here on this tweet, BlackRock, State Street, and Van Vanguard, all controlled by the same group, a less than a dozen managers control 88% of the world assets and wealth. And they have said, we'll use this to control people. They want to cut off our resources, 100%. Now, also, I'm going to read you, I think I got one or more, two more tweets from Jones. BlackRock is the conductor of controlling over 85% of planetary wealth. 99% of the Fortune 500 take direct orders from BlackRock. Larry Fink openly brags about how he controls our behavior through the ESG regime. Their public goal is a 90% reduction in population. Do the math. How many billions of people does that mean are going to disappear? Do the math. Men like Fink and Gates must be exposed. It's time to take our power back. The lockdowns, the poison shots, the open borders, the new wars, the attacks on the family. It all comes from the same death cult. The parasite class has stolen the world and now wants most of us dead. They are coming for all of us. This is total war. Preach. And one more for you. People ask how I'm able to predict what's coming decades ahead of time. I don't have a crystal ball. I studied the globalist's own documents. The World Economic Forum and BlackRock battle plan is public. It's all taken place in full view. The end game is 90% population reduction. But first, they must smash the West, resist, or die. So there you go. And I'm going to read this one bonus story for you here with BlackRock already lined up with $2 billion to invest in their ETF. Let's go. VanX head of research, Matthew Siegel, recently hinted that the spot Bitcoin ETF of the world's largest asset manager, BlackRock, could see a record-breaking amount of inflows upon launch. This comes as the approval by the SEC looks imminent. Siegel mentioned on X, space hosted by the media platform, the block that he heard from a reliable source said BlackRock had more than $2 billion already lined up for week one. The investment capital is said to be coming from existing Bitcoin holders who are looking to increase their exposure into Bitcoin. He quickly added that he couldn't be 100% certain of the info. However, it's a possibility considering that issuers would be looking to get investors that can inject huge sums into their respective ETFs. Now, Siegel went on to highlight how significant it would be if BlackRock's ETF indeed saw $2 billion of inflows in the first week of trading, saying that it would blow away their initial projections. They estimate that the 
spot Bitcoin ETFs can see two and a half billion of inflows in the first quarter of trading. Meanwhile, they believe the market can grow to 40 billion within the next two years. And commenting on the possibility of BlackRock seeing this significant amount of inflows, Eric Balchunez noted that such an occurrence isn't unusual for the world's largest asset manager. And according to him, BlackRock is known for lining up and injecting big cash into new ETFs on the first day of trading. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less myself. That way, it registers the volume for them. Beltunez further noted that BlackRock's Bitcoin ETF, seeing 2 billion of inflows, would shatter all records relating to first day and week volume for any ETF. And interestingly, BlackRock already holds the record for the most successful ETF launch going by the amount of inflows recorded on day one, as outlined right here. The world's asset manager further dominates the top 10 list of most successful ETF launches. Balchunas clarified that those inflows were mainly lined up cash and not organic, as they were readily available before the ETF launch. He also mentioned that he got a second source to confirm Siegel's claims that BlackRock has a big day, one, lined up. So there you go. Meanwhile, the Bloomberg analyst provided an update on when the approval order from the SEC was likely to come, citing multiple sources stating the SEC is lining up all issuers for the potential launch on January 11th, four days out from today. So there you have it, my crypto fam. What are your thoughts on all of this that I just shared with you regarding Max Kaiser blowing the whistle, sharing that they could have these sinister plans, U.S. government that is, to seize all the Bitcoin through the ETFs in the name of national security. See the Patriot Act. You already know what your thoughts on what Alex Jones had to share, blowing the whistle on BlackRock as well as he has been doing for a long time. Let me know your thoughts in the comments. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL!